It's the Rotten Retro Time Machine! Whatever, mate. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rotten Retro Time Machine. Hope you had a nice Christmas. I did. I like. I looked at myself in the mirror today. I don't know uh, if you put any on over Christmas, but it's almost like, you know, those memes of like, like fat Russian wrestler or something <laughs> in a pair of trunks ready to go. You look uh, at different memes from, from me, I reckon. Yeah, well, they just turn up. Usually it's Jordan Peterson making something up on the spot to uh, tell the world of his genius. But uh, you, uh, It's you, the fat Russian wrestler. Yeah, yeah. But I, I I've a knocker, I've a knocker, Platus Grano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I have. That's the trouble. Like, <laughs> I, I've got to got to take me medicine. And basically, I've been uh, went to the gym on Sunday, first time in six months. Then uh, I could barely walk yesterday, so I went for a jog to try and ease the ease the pain. Then uh, couldn't walk at all today, so I went on a another little jog just to just to uh try and oil the joints as it were <laughs> the trouble is when i get back from these runs i'm so hungry that i like and just eat the entire contents of the fridge and all the haribos i've got <laughs> so yeah there's a vicious some game in it <laughs> yeah oh, bless you yeah still happy so, new year yeah, yeah happy, happy new, new year. year happy new year how's the cost of living crisis going um it's still going yeah I, I did read something interesting that it's pointless giving people advice particularly poor people on, on advice how to do more with less because I, I thought this is a really good point they're already experts at it you know yeah and that that they've already been making do and mending for the last 12 years by coincidence uh, yeah. uh, don't want to get too political but well, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah so oh, yeah we, have you got any tips <laughs> well I'll give you a tip I'll give you a tip we, we, we got an air fryer last week and um, uh, we used it for the second time today and the idea was we were going to have some some chips and some, uh, some sort of chicken goujon things in a wrap uh, so we put the chicken goujons in the air fryer and then realised that there wasn't enough room for the chips. So we'd have to put the oven on. And then we worked out it was actually cheaper to send my stepdaughter around the corner to the chippy to get to get a large bag of chips than it was to actually cook the frozen ones that we had in the freezer. Because <laughs> we worked out by the time it would take the 35 minutes it would take in the oven, it would be cheaper to go and buy a bag from around the corner. <laughs> so yeah. so there you are. So that's hey, what we did. Did you, have any chips? Here. Yeah. did you have any chips left over though? No, mate. No, no, the good chips. Why? Leftover chips. Because, yeah, exactly. Another another cost of living crisis tip for you that nobody wants is air, the air fryer, the air dryer. <laughs> the the air fryer is particularly good at chips on day two. So I don't know if you've ever tried reheating chips from the chippy. They taste, they taste sort of funny, or if you put them in the oven, they just dry out. Not in the air fryer. They, they take on a new life. They're arguably better, arguably better than day one. So they're double cooked chips as well. So you yeah, yeah. get to charge. I tell you what, they're a bit like. You know, Locally sourced as well. Yeah. His fridge. Yeah. They're a bit like you know, you know, if you get like, uh, you go to a, have, have chips in a pub or whatever, and. And there's one chip that's barely nothing but a shell, but it's the batter of a potato, <laughs> like the external shape of a potato, yeah. and it's really oily and, and dry and crispy. There's yeah. barely anything to it, but it tastes brilliant. It's like that. Oh, nice. I, I, I think the big question here, though, is... James I'm, Martin there. <laughs> I'm sure Gary's thinking it as well. I've got to ask, just how many chips are you buying that you have leftover ones? How much are how much are being bought in the first place? This is my first question. There are never any leftover chips. No. So how many oh, portions? No. What size portion are you getting? Well, this is the thing that it's really hard. Our our chip our chip shop is inconsistent. <laughs> 
So we used to get the family bag, and the family bag was way too much. So then we just you, then we started to get a large, which wasn't enough. Then we sort of threw <laughs> caution to the wind and just thought, oh, we'll just get four each, like, you know, one each, yeah. right, four bags. Again, that was too much because uh-huh. obviously my wife's a dainty thing and then uh, uh, the portions were quite, quite generous anyway. So we all had like some left over. So we, ne- we never under, we never under yield, like... <laughs> We've no, no one's ever got to the chippy on a Friday night and said, let's just get three bags between the four of us. That has never happened. <laughs> no. no one's ever suggested. Because <laughs> once you get in the chippy, that's it. And it's, oh, this place is magic. It's like a palace. Yeah. Like a palace <laughs> of hope. Once you get it in your nostrils, that's it. Isn't that's it, isn't it? You're done, that's aren't it. you? You're right, like, you're right. You oh, can, and you could so. literally... Any night of the week, well, not they don't open on Monday, but any other night of the week other than Mondays, walking past it, you can think, oh, just dip in there. Mm. <laughs> Get, oh. like, be walking over with a bag of chips under my arm, like an, un- <laughs> an enthusiastic swimmer at the beach, you know, <laughs> strolling up, <laughs> strolling up Dulverton Road with it under my arm. <laughs> Top chip tips from David yeah. Chipperfield here. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So where are we this week in uh, in well, uh, well, we're, we're in Hartlepool, aren't we, Gary? Please we're say Hartlepool. Slap bang in the middle of Hartlepool. Or Hartlepools. Hartlepools, uh, well, indeed. Hartley. But before we go there, don't forget our, we have to do our very popular new section that you can never remember what it's called. Oh, gone, gone but not forgot gone. <laughs> oh, he's done it. <laughs> I'm only doing it to annoy you, but I'd like. I know you are. I should have that. Like, I should have. Well, over Christmas, uh, on the list, the list of things that I was going to do was, I was going to write a little jingle, oh. with like not long gone, or something. Get get a, like a sultry voice. What did you run out of time? Did you for that? I just completely <laughs> forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, really, yeah. Flipping it, yeah. Just just before we get on to the uh, gone, not forgot, gones. Uh, <laughs> how how bad? How bad was Jules Holland's hootenanny this year? Oh man! <laughs> like the caliber of like there were literally more celebrities in the West End Brewery in Bronston Gate, Leicester, than there were that the, uh, Jules had managed to rustle up for, for a midnight shout. In October. Like, even, even Vic Reeves had ditched him, I think. It was like literally, well, uh, Ruby Turner's a banker. Like, you know, yeah. so anytime you see, she's like Cliff Richard. See, any time of year you got to see her, you know. <laughs> but she was in the bank. Yeah. And, uh, the, then the, the, there was this one of them. It was like introduced this guy. It was oh, in the 1960s, the Rolling Stones insisted he was on the same bill. And then this guitarist came on. Literally, no one had ever heard of it. It was like uh, on the same bill once or what? Like you know, it was Andy oh, Fairweather Low on it. Yeah. It yeah. Was, Andy Fairweather. Oh, what was? Oh, what was Ian? Was he in Amen Corner? Yes, he was. Yeah, exactly. Was Is that that, well, well, you you summed it up when you sent a message at eleven forty nine on New Year's Eve. <laughs> so, this is getting a bit AC twelve line. I've got it two. now. I've, I've found <laughs> it. <laughs> at eleven twelve. Eleven forty nine on the thirty first. Of December 2022, you sent a text that said you have to say the caliber of guest is up there with a Facebook friend's barbecue. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's like literally Jules has invited everyone. No one's turned up. Yeah. Yeah. Someone did the old ink on the binoculars trick on rolling gift. Didn't yeah. they? Uh, and and as, as my wife said at one point, bloody hell, why is that woman dressed as a giant butt plug? 
Yeah. Well, what was the name of that band he was in? I don't know, but they, they were the ones who murdered I'm Coming Out, didn't they? Yeah, oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. At that point, I, at that point, I, I, I went unplugged, yeah. as I, it were. Yeah, my hopes were high until they launched him with a cover song, because I thought, usually usually if somebody comes on wearing something dramatic, i.e. David Bowie or Bjork, etc., the output's pretty good. Yeah. You know, and then it was like, the output was precisely what I might have expected. <laughs> If I'd thought about it long enough, it was like, oh, come on. You want to, like, your New Year's Eve, you want to be entertained. Like, you want to, you want some flipping belters being knocked out. You want Blur Oasis. Yeah. Full. Yeah. Not these, and what uh, did we get? A giant butt plug and some bloke the Rolling Stones quite liked. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. Yeah. Anyway, should we get to the uh, should we get to the dead people? Yeah, get to the let's, dead let's, pool. Let's lift let's lift the show. <laughs> Go on, prove that you know it. Prove that you know the title of this section. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the not long gones. Well done. A section well of the show done. dedicated to the daily departed in the last four weeks. Yeah, those who have not made it from last podcast to this. Yeah, their bodies are still warm. <laughs> in our hearts <laughs> well i think we've got to start off with one who we actually uh foretold we told the future we said we did it because we thought he was going to die then he pulled back uh from the edge um but now he's uh he, he has gone again uh properly this time so uh, i'm going to say it again pele actually gone oh pele now that is sad isn't it that's it gone uh stiff at last yeah. My, yeah. my timeline on Pele, two, I've got two interesting things to say about Pele. One of them is that my my timeline and a lot of discussion from English football fans of all the things that Pele did in his career, like win the World Cup on three occasions, I think it was, all the success that he had. All people could talk about that he was part of a team that built beat Sheffield Wednesday 5-1 at Hillsborough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like people repeating over and over how amazing it was that he scored a penalty at Hillsborough. Like, well, yeah, it was amazing for Hillsborough, but like I don't think that was the highlight of his career. Like you go on YouTube, there's a there's a, a series of clips called Pele Did It First. And there's a clip of a modern day player doing a skill trick or like Cruyff doing the Cruyff turn or all, all the big yeah. penalties and all that. And then there's clips of Pele from an earlier time doing that same skill first. Yeah. Yeah. So also another thing people didn't really uh mention. Um, particularly um, during the eulogy at his funeral, I think they could have highlighted that during Escape to Victory, Pele was the voice of reason to Sylvester Stallone at half-time when still Sylvester mm. Stallone had blown a hole in the, in the swimming baths and to, to make his escape. Pele turned to Sly Stallone and said, Ach, ach. If we leave now, we lose everything. Like what he knew, wise words. Yeah, change the course of the war. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. That's that's the thing. I know you. I know. I I saw that that clip with with him doing all the skills before everybody else and and the World Cups and everything. Yeah. But on any of the social media that I was looking, that. It was escape to victory that was the the biggest thing yeah. for Pele. That um, and his overhead kick as well, the goal. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was a bit disingenuous. While while we're at it, like that everybody was wading in with, yeah, but Messi's better. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like, well, you can only you can only be the the best in the world while you're the best in the world. <laughs> Like, all, all I'll say is three World Cups, one World War. <laughs> you know, what else could he win? He's won three World Cups in a World War. Yeah. Being that messy, yeah, yeah. Lionel. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't, yeah. 
He's only got one name. It's Pele. That's that's a plus. And his yeah. first name isn't Lionel. <laughs> Beat that. Messi, I'll, I'll grant you, Messi is the best Lionel I can think of. What, more than Blair? Come on. Blair's Richie. got it, surely. Come on. Look at his footwork. Come on. Yeah. No one tap danced like Blair. Yeah. No. Not Tony, Lionel, I mean. Yeah. No, no one did the two syllables sign better than Lionel Blair, did they? <laughs> Yeah. Sounds oh, yeah. like you don't see Messi doing that. No. Either that, yeah. either he was either two syllables or he was a heroin addict trying to find <laughs> yeah. a vein. Yeah. <laughs> King, uh, one of the yeah. one or the other. One or the other. Anyway, should we uh, should we move on? We have a, yeah. the Grim Reaper's been busy. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Next up. Well, um, we, we buried this one twice. In fact. So. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> bounce back ability. Um, okay. So <laughs> next one. <laughs> next one. <laughs> <laughs> if you die now, you change the course of our podcast. Yeah. Um, okay, next up. Uh, well, thoughts to uh, thoughts to bend over. David Gold gone. Oh. David Gold, West Ham oh. chairman, pornographer. Um, apparently, he's going to be yeah. bur- buried in a hedge with a used copy of a razzle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had, I had a bit of uh, I had a bit of fun uh, researching. David Gold's publications for this podcast and uh, stumbled across. <laughs> I bet you did. Is that why your hair's gone like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone thinks I'm ill again. That's the trouble with this haircut. Like, oh, <laughs> like I get, I get the big sympathy eyes at work. Oh, he's going through it again. Like, again, no, I literally <laughs> haven't. This is Good. Like, weather haircut this is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought I'd, <laughs> I'd just have a look on the internet, uh, what uh, publications uh, David Gold uh, had acquired and stumbled across the front cover of a uh, 1980s copy of Nave, a uh, adult uh, magazine full of salaciousness uh, with a uh, beautiful scantily clad woman on the front with a, a a Deirdre, Deirdre Barlow type perm, <laughs> which was of its time. The best thing was that the headline on the front of this uh, popular men's magazine was not like, you know, more beauties inside or whatever. <laughs> it was interview with Harry Bassett. <laughs> like, was this from all Wimbledon days? Yeah, yeah. So covering all well, I don't know because I couldn't couldn't uh, open the cover, but um, Wimbledon days, I think, is really more like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I I think like covering all bases there. Well, if you're not interested in the books of beauty on the front, you're bound to be interested in a in an in depth conversation with like one of footballers purveyors of the long ball tactic. <laughs> Yeah, if she's not going to get you through it, Harry will. Yeah, Dear God I, had, I, I went to. Uh, it got a record of getting getting people up though, hadn't he? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had. They hang out. They hang out. Went to a press conference um, with uh, so uh, Harry Bassett had just taken over at Nottingham Forest, and. Uh, he, uh, I can't say the person's name, but it's flipping Belter. And uh, so all the journalists packed in the press room, and he's like, "Right, is Dave Smith here from the uh, from the Post?" And like, so uh, everyone turned around, and looked at Dave Smith. What's going on? Uh, it's like you pointing at Dave Smith. It's Dave Smith character he says you. You ever ring my house at 6am on a Saturday morning, I'll get two bricks and smash your knackers together. Well, of course, we have a Dave Bassett story as well, don't we? Because you have an autograph from the great man framed in your house. I do. Because do. Uh, for those who don't uh, tell the story, I'm not even sure Gary knows this, actually. I, but told you, I told you this. So it was when Mark, uh, it was his leaving do at the Echo, and it, we went to a sportsman's dinner. 
um, at the Bentley Hotel in Lincoln, um, and they had sort of monthly guest speakers and stuff. And this month it was Dave Bassett, and at the, Mark at the time was a big Sheffield Wednesday fan, uh, and there was Dave Bassett, um, who had been manager of Sheffield United, um, uh, arguably one of the sort of you know the best periods in 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 their history. And there are some right old ding-dong battles with Sheffield Wednesday. So I thought, oh, it'd be great to get an, an autograph. And I knew what I wanted him to, to, to put, but I thought, man, if I ask this, he could really boot off if he takes it the wrong way. But I thought, ah, sod it. I'm going to go over. If he says no, he says no. He tells me to piss off. He tells me to piss off. So I said, oh, yeah, Dave. I said, nice to meet you. I said, I'm really sorry to bother you, but could you do me a favour? My old mate there is leaving our paper where we work. He's a big Sheffield Wednesday fan. I wonder if you just write on here to Mark and Al, fuck off Dave Bassett. Right? You <laughs> see? And and he looked at me and he threw his head back and he laughed and he went, absolutely no problem, son. And he wrote it <laughs> word for word on this bit yeah, of paper. He did. He did. And yeah, uh, I went it. back I went back and gave it to Mark and Mark's got it. Oh yes. Yeah, I've just seen So Dave Bassett, home. top man. Yeah, yeah, it's good lad. Top oh, man, top man. And no just, wonder just... Nave wanted to write a story about him in their magazine. Well, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, and just, just, just go back to David Gold, um, uh, buried treasure. Um, we uh, again and text messages. Gary and I had a little exchange where we were bouncing it back and forth, and I think it went along the lines of, uh, "I'm assuming there'll be an escort at his funeral. Yes, through Mayfair. <laughs> It'll be a somber event." It certainly won't be a fiesta. Whee! <laughs> there, <laughs> oh, there he the is. The whole trinity of British porn mags there. David Gold. Gone. Interestingly, yeah. you should just mention fiesta. I saw a thing on Twitter the other day that, um, this is a bit nerdy, but um, there will be a link later on um, <laughs> when we get to Harleypool. Oh, okay. Um, in Alien... One of the um, one of the crew members has a copy of Fiesta, ah. which, is, which is obviously from the 1980s. This film, the Harry set, Bassett interview, is space. set about 400 years in the future, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still got a copy of 1980s Fiesta. On, <laughs> tell on board I the tell ship. you what. Never mind, never mind Harry Bassett in space. I'd be more worried about Harry Monk in space. <laughs> <laughs> Duck! <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, so next up, uh, next up, uh, we go or next down rather, I should say, isn't it? Uh, we're, we're off to the to the fatty gone city, the old Pope gone, gone, yeah. Benny gone. And I think, as Gary said, now there are three goose steps to heaven. The, there he is, yeah. I, when I I went through a phase when we first got our phone with a. Um, uh, so you can leave a recorded message. I I I did one where I was I was Pope Benedict, and I just I just did a stupid voice and said, "Hello, this is Pope Benedict. Thanks for giving us a, <laughs> giving us a ring. Um, we're not in. Leave your number. Bless you, my child. Something like that." Anyway, I started getting messages with with no um, loads of calls, but no messages being left. And then eventually someone said, Steve, you sound like a twat. Don't do messages like this. <laughs> so, so someone had accidentally rang Steve and got through to my house yeah. and then told his mates that Steve had left a stupid message on his answering machine. And all of his mates had rang up, <laughs> not left a message apart from one of them. And I thought, well, that was good. That was yeah. that's my Pope Benedict. Story. I think, yeah. I think that's no coincidence. That's what yeah. I think. I think the word's got round. Word got round the Catholic Church like wildfire. <laughs> that's right. You can have an audience. You can have an audience with the Pope. He lives off Welford Road. Seeing <laughs> <laughs> Jay's at the weekend part time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the old Pope, he's gone. Apparently, his last words were microwave my hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. So he's gone. Uh, oh. He's gone. He's gone. Uh, any more on the Pope before we move on? No. Anyone? I don't know. No. Well, I mean, it could we poked out? No, absolutely poked. Poked out. Okay. Uh, oh no, hang on. No, I do, I do think like this. 
this idea of that you know he's God's representative on Earth, like he's got some kind of direct line. You know, insurance. Yeah, well, he does have all the money <laughs> as well. Like it has well, all that Vatican money. Well, that's the great Christopher Hitchens line, isn't it? About about what what information are you party to that I am not party to? Yeah. What 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 who what 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 do you know that I do I don't know? Because it's obviously something. So what is it? You know, yeah. in your head, it's something. Tell me what. Any, any obviously no answer to that. So not now. Anyway. Not now. Both dead. Uh, so next up, Vivian Westwood gone. Yeah, gone. that was sad. Yeah, Vivian Westwood overcoat gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise she was quite so old, actually. She was, no. Yeah, she was. Well, that's her. I'm Mark and McLaren gone now, isn't it? Yeah, so that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's no the... more sex. Yeah. She must. She must have been a little bit older when she. Yeah. Started seeing Malcolm McLaren or whatever, or when she hit it big with the, um, with her store in uh, the King's Road where Derek Nimmo got dressed. Yes. Died the moment <laughs> Punk died. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't um? Didn't she? Wasn't she? I'm sure it was Vivian Westwood, and it was the one that Steve Coogan did the Alan Partridge parody of, um, the fashion show thing where she was on some some chat show. She was showing her new collection, and I think Sue Lawley was stepping in for Wogan. It was Wogan, and Sue Lawley was doing it, and she started laughing at some of the some of the outfits that came out. Which then the audience started laughing, and she got quite upset about it, as you would do. Mm-hmm. And then I think in one of the Alan Partridges, he did a he did a he did a parody of it, didn't he? Hang on, is that is that a starter motor from a Ford Mondeo? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Hang on a minute, I'm being called ridiculous by Widow Twanky. You know, it was one of them, wasn't it? But uh, I'm sure that was Westwood, wasn't it? I d- must have been. I think it was. I think it was. Um, I, I would say I'd I have a up. memory of it as well. Yeah, I would say I'd look it up and put it on the Facebook page, but we never do, so I'm, no. <laughs> I can't be bothered. Yeah, if anybody in social media managers want to seize control of this podcast, social media outputs, we're all over it. Let yeah. us know. Yeah, yeah, because we all forget. Yeah. The thing is, YouTube, anyone can look it up anyway, can't they? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, everyone should keep notes as we're going along. And then yeah. look up what they want to look up after. Yeah, bring a Simple, notepad, listener. Yeah. <laughs> dear listener. Yeah, dear listener. Um, okay, next up. Um, I'm not excited because one of the Pointer Sisters is gone. Oh. <laughs> one of the Pointer Sisters gone. Yeah. To be honest, luckily she has uh, the surname Pointer. So when she did die, I knew where she was from. <laughs> Otherwise, I, w- I would have had no idea. No. Like, what's no. It, what was her name? Annika. Anita. Anita. Yeah, Anita Pointer. Anita Pointer. Yeah, there's only there's only the BBC making a big deal of this. She could that like. Who else is going to be? Trouble with me and Pointer Sisters. They're, I know they're not, but in my head, they're the same band as Sister Sledge, and yeah, all, all so of their songs. I, I couldn't tell you which what which which band did which song. If you see what I mean. Yeah, I I, I wonder I, I wonder if as 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 their numbers dwindle, they're going to sort of like form one band out of the two, like the remaining oh, artists, they, like Pointer uh, Sledge, yeah. or yeah. Haven't or sister sisters, sled- sister sisters, <laughs> yeah. would be quite good. I think I thought that two bands had already done that around. Who's the guy who does the old uh, clickety guitar guy? Is that chic guy? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, Nile Rogers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think he's kind of merged two of the bands already, hasn't he? So so he can flip from chic to <laughs> ah. lost in music. <laughs> Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no guitar riff in Frankie. In uh, he'll that. put one in. He'll find one. Yeah. yeah so, um, and then we, ha- we we have a few more. In fact, we've got quite a few more, but jump just rattle through them because uh, it'd be nice to get to Hartlepool at some point tonight, wouldn't it? <laughs> We're still um, on the A1. Uh, said no one ever. Um, uh, uh, Kelly Monteith. 
Thoughts to dentists everywhere. Gone. Kelly Gone Teeth. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Gone Teeth also works for Shane McGowan and he's still alive. But, uh, <laughs> oh, we can keep that one on, in the <laughs> bank for, for later. <laughs> we'll, we'll bank that one. Um, gone Wind and Fire. Red White from Gone Wind and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> gone. He's gone. He's gone. Uh, we've got Maxi Jazz. Gone Somnia. Gone. Oh, God, yeah, I've forgotten about yeah, that. Yeah, that was Jasmine Somnia. Yeah. yeah. Unexpected. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, there's a couple of others, but uh, who we got here? George Cohen, former, uh, well, World Cup winner, George Cohen, now George Golnan. Mm. Um, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> Um, this is he's getting desperate <laughs> here, days. Yeah. yeah, last one because I'm really not. I'm really not enthusiastic for this. Uh, <laughs> Life and loves of a gone devil, Faye Weldon. Gone. Oh, Faye Weldon no gone. One could so, weld like Faye. Well, can I just say, you couldn't have made us have a better link into Hartlepool. May, may I take well, the reins on this and drive us into Hartlepool because that links in amazingly with something I was going to say. But unless you go on, go on, go on then. I was going to say I was surprised reading her obituary that she uh, passed away at home in Northampton, which for somebody who'd made millions on the books, mm. you would have thought she'd be living in uh, L.A. or uh, you know the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, <sighs> yeah Northampton's where it's at. Great links to. Uh... March, Ely, and Cambridge, though, aren't they? Yeah, in Northampton. Yeah. <laughs> Great transport links. Yeah. <laughs> Great transport links. Always so, so, have a mind. So, Gary, do you want to try that line again about a Weldon and we'll try again? No, I've killed it. <laughs> <laughs> no one can weld like Faye. Hey, funny you should say that, Gary. Go on. Uh, because obviously, we now look, we're arriving in Hartlepool. Here we are. Hello, Hartlepool. Um, Hartlepool uh, is famous for many things, as we'll find out, but it's uh, it's also the place where the Angel of the North was made. Mm. Um, it was made in Hartley, uh, Hartlepool Steel Fabrications uh, before it was shipped out down the A1. Now, a lot of my wife's family, are half of her family uh, on her dad's side are all from Hartlepool, and a lot still live there. And her uncle Kenny was, quotes, the the best welder in Hartlepool, known as Laser, and he actually welded the wings onto the Angel. Fact. How about that? And they're still on... up there with the best DJ in Rotherham. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 I would love to take the Mickey, but Kenny is an absolutely top bloke. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and apparently such were his skills that, and it was such a difficult job that he was handpicked to. Weld the uh, weld the, There's the wings. There's only one on. man for this job. Yeah, yeah. me, Kenny. <laughs> Anthony Gormley <laughs> turned up at his house and he was out yeah. the back chopping wood. Yeah. <laughs> he said, he... Are you laser? Oh yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> used heard to that be. that name for a long time. <laughs> I used to be. <laughs> Who wants to know? That's a good claim, though. That. Yeah, that's a great claim, say, isn't it? I thought you were going to say he was the model. For the Angel of the North. <laughs> the Angel of the North. Yeah. Now that's Michael Jackson. Come on. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Hartlepool. Yeah. It <laughs> there was, we go. I tell you what, the, 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 I've never, I've always known that Hartlepool, the football team, was Hartlepool's with an S at some yeah. point and they changed their name, but yeah. I didn't know why it happened. So I did some research you know like we're supposed to do for this yeah um Work. and so Hart- hartlepool united was founded as hartlepool's united um and then west hartlepool what dis- was um dissolved and that was taken over by hartlepool's united and then in 1968 they dropped the s and the united because mm there was a merger of West Hartlepool with the town of Hartlepool. And that seems really odd because now they are literally two Hartlepools and they are united. But they There's got no rid of united the in there. And, and they got rid of the united. And wasn't West Hartlepool, that was the rugby team, wasn't it? It was called West Hartlepool. 
on the rugby scores on Grandstand, you see West Hartlepool. I don't remember that. As well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that yeah, yeah. Wearing, Eddie Waring time? I think it probably was. Yeah. I am glad you cleared that up. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't understand yeah. why, though, because, like, there's literally two Hartlepools, but there's no, there's only one Hartlepool now. Um, there you go. And it's so, not United. No. Although it is again. They've re- they reintroduced the United. So, Hartlepool United. Hartlepool United, team supported by Meatloaf. I know. <laughs> is that true? It is. Yeah. He's been on telly and radio a few times saying Do that anything he was a, for three points. Say, yeah, saying that he was a, a fan. And when he died, the club didn't pay tribute to him because they said they'd do anything for more fans, but they wouldn't do that. Well, apparently his love affair was such that there were reports that at one point he was going to move to Hartlepool. But uh, unsurprisingly, he turned that down. So, as you say, he'd do anything for love, but he won't what, move to Hartlepool. What was the connection there? Does anybody know? Yeah, he, 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 was it, it was one of those soccer AM, pull a team out of the hat for an American celebrity and see who you're going to support. But, okay. um, but Or he can look at the league table and pick one, sorry. And he thought, I'm not having Liverpool or anything like that. And he started looking down and he saw the name Hartlepool and he thought it was cool. And then he found out about why they were called the Monkey Hangers. And then he just got completely sort of like infatuated with it, basically. He, lo- he loved the Napoleonic Wars. Yeah. That's right. yeah. I do like this because there's always stories of uh, any football fans will know that there's like with Leicester, there was always the big story that Lee Chapman was coming to Leicester. He was seen looking at uh, estate agents' windows in Oadby in Leicester. Yeah. Um, I can imagine there's a meatloaf moving, moving in. We saw him looking at estate agents' windows in Seton Carew. Never happened. Yeah. Did Lee Chapman ever move to Leicester? No, he never came to Leicester. Because no. <laughs> I, de- I definitely remember people talking about him being seen in Leicester. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, clearly did pass through. When he was playing for Leeds or Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. It's the only time. That guy, that guy who went missing in the canoe, he was Seaton Carew. Right, Seaton Canoe. Yeah. Yeah. Even, yeah. 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 Yeah, Seen Crew is a nice little place actually. I quite like Seen Crew. Yeah, yeah, it looks nice. Just old fashioned little sort of seaside town. Yeah. Freezing the whole cold idea though. of Hartlepool sounds magic to me, like to like a port town. You yeah. Know? S- saw action in the First World War as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Got, got bombarded, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. By a That's German it. battleship cruiser on the coast. Is that right? think so yeah yeah they're like the, 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 i think it, the the first british soldier or something to die on british land i mean the first world war was in uh um in hartlepool yeah he was a, he was a head teacher to leicestershire school before returning to volunteer in the first world war apparently yeah and then hartlepool is where he ended up and uh yeah we've got brian clough obviously the first team he managed was hartlepool Used to take the teams for a bracing training session on Seat yeah. Carew Beach was he, in January. <laughs> was he not Hartlepool born? Because he was from that. He's no, from he's Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough, wasn't he? He's from, from Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. Yeah. He's from Middlesbrough. But did um, he did he nick John McGovern whilst he was there? He did. He, he was from Hartlepool, wasn't he? He did. He t- he took him. That's the first place he took him from. He signed him as a as a kid. Yeah. And then took him to Derby. But yeah, yeah, that was that was his. Apparently, when he was manager there, he used to drive the bus, paint the stands. Fix the doors, like he used to do everything, because I had no money. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, then he obviously went on to greater things and lifted two European cups and uh, and cupped my balls, as as I said in the of previous course, pod, yes. as I said in the previous podcast, cupped them quite aggressively, shall we say? That's uh, when he said, when he said on uh, TV, I've got two things that Alex Ferguson hasn't. <laughs> talking about Stu Wilde's testicles. Yeah, I thought he was talking he was, about the European Cup. That's what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I'm sure I, I'm sure in previous podcasts I've told all the tough stories, so it won't be fair to do them again. But uh, but yeah, uh, did you hear about uh, the, the mayor, uh, the former mayor of Hartlepool, Stuart Drummond, oh, who yeah. uh, 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 he became Hartlepool's first directly elected mayor. 
um, after campaigning as Hangus the Monkey. Yeah. Uh, from the local, he was a mascot at Hartlepool. That, was it Hartlepool United back then? Hartlepool yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hartlepool United. Hartlepool United. Um, and he, he actually got, uh, he, he won two subsequent elections after that as well. And then, honest, the, and then, so I, I, then the, the position was abolished. So he, he's only ever had one mayor, an elected mayor, and that was a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, as as a renowned political scientist of this parish, I looked through his his policies, and his main policy when he was elected first time was ensuring that every child in Hartlepool got a free banana every day that's that's what his policy was and apparently people bought into that thought it was a good idea that's how that's how he that's how he ran i don't know if he delivered on his promise but i think there's a lesson there yeah <laughs> lesson I've like, heard worse worse policies yeah. to be fair <laughs> exactly like what, what worse policies yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna feed i'm gonna feed the children of our parish yeah something like, nutritious <laughs> yeah that's oh, tremendous yeah so good for him hangus yeah well done yeah. high five as it were <laughs> high five do you get the joke yeah. oh forget <laughs> it forget it are you going to explain the um the uh angus the monkey story then Yes, the elephant in the room is a monkey, isn't it? When it comes to oh, Hartley. Surely everyone knows the Hartlepool monkey. Should we? Should we? Should we, or, well, or, should we take? I'll, well, hang on, hang on. Should we? Should we just? Should we take the newspaper approach of never assume anyone knows anything about anything and just, uh, just do it? Well, I can tell it in a way that um, is deeply personal to me. Oh my God! Okay. <laughs> in the when the um, part of my dad's family lived reality. And they did. They uh, they went full Beardsley and uh, moved from Newcastle to Hartlepool to see out their dying days. And um, my dad met up with them. And right. I must have gone to the toilet when my dad gave the big brief in. Don't call them monkey hangers. They hate that. <laughs> right. So uh, obviously I came back. Uh, from the pub toilet, I got a couple of beers in me full of bravado. So I just like said, "Oh, yeah." So so they call you lot the monkey hangers then. And then I was like, "Oh, <laughs> should not have said that." Like, and then uh, yeah, then I had my arse handed on a plate <laughs> back to me. It was all very awkward. But then they explained they didn't like it, but. Um, the story went that in the Napoleonic Wars, uh, a uh, ship was abandoned and found floating off the uh, coast of Hartlepool with a uh, monkey on it. Uh, the monkey was dressed in a military uniform, presumably to have entertained the French uh, fishermen on board. And um, the uh, the rescue crew from Hartlepool who took the monkey assumed the monkey to be a uh, member of the French military assuming that's what French people look like and uh, subsequently hung the monkey <laughs> in the town square so I think it's a legitimate claim if you say you lot are hung monkey hangers yeah well it could be worse because there is also uh, a, 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 there could be a darker side to that story, Mark. Even darker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe they didn't actually hang a monkey, but a small child. Ooh. Or, as they were known, a powder monkey. Small boys were employed on those warships at that time to prime the cannons with gunpowder, and they were known as powder monkeys. Yeah. So there's a there's a school of thought that actually they 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 actually hung a small child. That's killed it, hasn't it? Yeah, that's fun. Oh. Yay! Oh. Yeah. But, yeah. But let let's say it was a monkey, because then yeah, it's, it was a, it was yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's all right. Isn't it killing then. monkeys. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. You're only offending vegans then. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh... And, and Mickey DeLens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, should we do? Should we do some? Um, should we do some born in Hartley Pools? Because there's some good borns yeah, in yeah. Hartley Pools. 
Um, uh, former Australian soap opera star and now Hollywood star, Guy Pearce, born in Hartlepool. Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah, it was a surprise, that was. Yeah, yeah, good. So he was a LA Confidential, you know, memento. Brilliant. Rules of engagement. He has been in some proper brilliant films, hasn't the he? Fit, the only bad thing he's been in is Neighbours. Neighbours, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really good. And did you see, you know, when Neighbours had the last episode? I, I didn't watch it, but I, did, I have seen clips of the last episode. Uh, and Jason Donovan and Kylie Minogue and Guy came back. But Jason yeah. Donovan and Kylie only came back for like literally like two 30-second scenes, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Guy Pierce apparently came back. Uh, and did three, two or three episodes of yeah, the, yeah, the final three episodes. In. Put a proper shift in because because he, he wanted to send it off and say a big thank you to launching his career. That's, that's yeah. a top guy, isn't it? Top guy. Yeah, I, thought hey. was, I thought. Yeah, that was good. Because everyone was saying, people were saying Kylie didn't actually say anything. No, she in, didn't. In the entire thing. No, just smiled. Yeah. JD said a few words, but, yeah. um, you know, um, JD weathered spoons. Um, <laughs> Here we are. So, born in Hartlepool, uh, former uh, Arsenal footballer, Andy Linegan, born in Hartlepool. I actually, uh, well, I was photographing the FA Cup final replay that he scored the winning goal in against Sheffield Wednesday. Fact. Yep. I just sent some films off back down the tunnel with our runner. Uh, met him at the tunnel, came back, got my camera, looked down the other end of the pitch because I was photographing Sheffield Wednesday attack uh, and um, my colleague was photographing Arsenal attack and he scored a header from a corner. Oh, I'm still not that. quite sure how Chris Woods didn't save. But um, yeah, so um, I'd, I had a bird's a, a straight down the barrel view of that goal. So Andy Linegan, born. Interesting and, who you're saying about films as well. Yes. Like it's the olden days. <laughs> <laughs> it's the olden days. Yeah, it was. God, yeah. It's 93, wasn't it? So, yeah. God. Um, okay. Hey, there's a bit of West Hartlepool action coming up for you now, Gary. Oh, um, interested. Yeah, yeah. Um, f- former boxer, Brian London, who I always assumed had been born in London. So did I. Was, was <laughs> born, yeah, just to see how creative we are. Um, yeah. Was actually born in West Hartlepool in 1934. Before moving to, uh, wasn't it somewhere like Blackpool or something? It was Blackpool. I thought we were going to say London. <laughs> I, I was trying to lead you down the London, London. Yeah, I did. Yeah, moved to Blackpool when he was sixteen. Uh, former former British and Commonwealth heavyweight boxer, um, and uh, one of his he fought for the uh, world title twice. Once of them against Muhammad Ali, who, well, let's just say, I, 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 let's just say he's got a very shiny, well polished clock now. Um, uh, Ali cleaned it so well for him so yep uh, here we go and there was some more West Hartlepool action just before you you go on yes of course Ridley Scott yes Ridley Scott the film director went to West Hartlepool College of Art yeah and Ridley Scott of course directed Alien there's the link Back to the start of the show. For Thank the you name, very much. For the coffee of Razzle we mentioned. Earlier. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What a throwback. Yes. That's a throwback and Actually, a half, that is, isn't it? Ah, and also, also, one of Ridley Scott's early films was, called, was a short movie called The Boy in the Bicycle. So he was obviously cycling along and saw a Razzle in a hedge. The Fiesta in a the hedge. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, there we go. Um, uh, so, Sir Compton Mackenzie, born in Hartlepool, West Hartlepool. Compo. Yeah, Compton Mackenzie was an author who wrote oh. Whiskey Galore. Oh, of oh, course. Right. Yes. Yeah, so uh, he wrote Whiskey Galore, which was on again over Christmas. Always one of those films you can never watch too much, isn't it? Oh, uh, it's magic, isn't it? Just magic. Just, Makes you just... want to drink. I know that. It's one of those. <laughs> You need a, you to have a little Baldwin with it. Yeah. Take the edge off. Uh, what else have we got here? Well, a, a Baldwin can take the edge off anything, can't it? Yeah. Um, Make anything Phil, better. Phil Middlemiss, born in Hartlepool. Des Barnes from Coronation Street. 
That was That's Phil Middlemiss, wasn't it? I don't. Know. That was Phil Middlemiss, Des Barnes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I didn't. I didn't watch Coronation Street. It's not one for me. I no. thought. He, no. I thought he was a great character, and I thought he was. I watched it back then, and it, it was a genuinely that one of the greatest comedy programs on TV. But it's just, it's not now, is it? But I don't watch. I haven't watched it for about twenty years. But um, yeah, he was in one. He, he, he was Des. Anyway, that's killed that, hasn't it? Des Barnes. <laughs> Des Barnes digger. Um, okay, uh, Reg Smith, Reg Smythe, even Reg, Reg Smythe, Smythe yes. born in Hartlepool. And Reg Smythe, go on, Gary. Reg Smythe is uh, he was. was the creator of Handicap, wasn't he? He was, yeah, the, the cartoonist. So, is that st- do you still see that anymore? Yeah, yeah, he turned up in a Family Guy episode, didn't he? Did a little walk on part in a, in a Family Guy. Oh, episode. Don't yeah. think I've seen that one. Yeah, some, some, when they came over to to England, I think he did a, a oh, pub. Right. In a pub. Um, got a couple more here. Uh, Wincy Willis, born. Winsome Willis. Wincy Willis. Who can forget that over at Headingley in '81, running down with the ball behind their backs. Daughter of Bob. Um, yeah, Wincy Willis. See <laughs> Willis. Uh, I mean, what can you say? She was on TV AM. She read is the she, weather. She was married she to Leicester's own. Or not gone. Didn't we, we mention her as a gone recently? Not, no, she's yeah, she's not gone. She's not gone. I no. did her as a gone, not gone, and she's not uh, gone. All right. Um, married to who in Leicester? From Leicester, the ex-Leicester goalkeeper who became the son of God. Oh, David Icke. David Icke. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were married, weren't they? Well, oh, they, okay. In the eighties. Oh, I don't know. Oh, back in the eighties. Yeah. Um, okay, I've got one more born here. Um, pretty obvious one. This Jeff Stelling. Oh, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Presenter of uh, former presenter and anchorman, as they used to say, of Sky Sports Gillette Soccer Saturday. There, there, I'm sure I said it before, but there, there is a program that I could never, ever, still can't get my head around. Why would anybody sit watching people watching something that you're not allowed to see? Yeah, well, I never <laughs> thought of it like that. You uh, sort of uh, killed it for me. I, I, I was enjoying I, I, it till that point. Describing something you're not allowed to see, I, I, I just find that I just find it ludicrous. So I can't. The, 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 as soon as I sort of cottoned onto that, it killed it for me as well, really. But uh, I used to like when Jeff Stalin used played James Brown. Well, I yeah. feel good when uh, oh, James, yeah. Brown, James scored. Brown scored. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening. Did Did you do that night train experiment? I asked you to do. Not yet. No. Oh, um, you've got to do it. So yeah. So what what you need to do is put on the song Night Train by James Brown, and then picture a man drunkenly reading the map of America, shouting out different destinations to his deaf friend. It's just brilliant. It's just Miami, Georgia. (laughs) 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 That's like the entire song. Because I was thinking, oh, what a great song this is. And then I realised that uh, all that happens is James Brown goes, all aboard the night train. And then... uh, he reels, off pressure, of, he, re- <laughs> he reels off a list of five destinations. Then the band plays like a train, like the train's running down the tracks or whatever. Then he reels off the same five destinations, but tags another two on. And that's it. That's the entire song. It's just a list of places. But it's about yeah, that's a good point. Right, I'm going to try that. Yeah. I'll do it when we I'll do it when we come off uh, come off air. Like Washington DC, Wellingborough, <laughs> March, Ely, Cambridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it wouldn't work the same, would it? <laughs> this service doesn't stop at Northampton. <laughs> <laughs> Newark Castle Station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. brilliant. That's brilliant. This train terminates at Skegness. Don't <laughs> <laughs> <Danita> Burra. <laughs> yeah. 
of the East Midlands night trains. <laughs> the like, absolute worst song ever. <laughs> sleeping mods have lost it. Must, I tell you what, there must there must be some parodies of that song. By the sounds of it, there must if be. If not, there will be by this yeah, time yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get the keyboards out as we speak. <laughs> Uh, Mansfield Central, <laughs> which we never used to be able to do because there wasn't one there, but there is now. Woo! <laughs> uh, wow, fantastic. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, talking to mute. Go on, mate. Sorry, go on. It's on strike on the 24th, yes. 25th, and 26th this month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bus replacement service <laughs> to Newark. Woo! Um, Music-wise, Hartlepool has got a famous band. Sadly, not James Brown. <laughs> uh, the Sneaker Pimps. I didn't say oh, that. Yeah, they are from. They were formed in Hartlepool in 1994. Are you a big fan of the Pimps, Gary? Well, I do have some of their CDs. Yes, obviously, Six Underground, great song. Um. And it's probably a bit like the band now, isn't it, though, unfortunately. Um, I haven't heard about them for about 20 years, maybe more. But, but yes, they were they were some a beat combo I used to listen to back yeah. in the day. Did they bow out gracefully with with no real um, embellishment? Uh, or did they uh, keep trying for a super hit and their records get progressively worse? How did I, they go? I don't. I, yeah, they. Just, I think they were just one of those bands that just, just disappeared, and you didn't. You know, they didn't. Uh, they didn't have a big send off, and they didn't. Oh. They didn't really trouble the charts too often. I don't think. I've got some sneaker pimp facts here. Oh yeah. Yeah, they broke up in two thousand and five, but reformed in two thousand and fifteen, and are still going. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, there's a little bit here about how they got their name. The band uh, takes its name from an article the Beastie Boys published in their Grand Royal magazine about a man they hired to track down classic sneakers, and they used to call him the Sneaker Pimp. Makes sense. Cool. Good name, That's actually. That's a good fact, isn't it? That's a good, yeah. F- yeah. good name. That is a good fact. Approved. They didn't show up in any of my research that, I, that I'd been doing, Sneaker Pimps. No, no. But, uh, I don't know where, where I might have pulled it from, but but there it is. Yeah. Well, Gary off guard there. It did. Uh, yeah. Oh. I can't remember if I've got there an album of theirs or not. I definitely got some singles. When we remember when we used to buy singles back in the day when when Whoa. Steve was doing his taking photographs on film. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you were in our price records filling <laughs> yes. your bag. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and then going into into the news agents next door and smuggling out a, a copy of Fiesta in it <laughs> in the same bag, yeah. staring at it for ages, and then plucking up the courage to grab it and quickly walk to the till. Yeah. Some good interviews uh, in it. Yeah. Yes. Are you sure you're fourteen? Are you sure you're fourteen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, eighteen. I mean, fourteen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What year were you born? Uh, yeah. Do you drive a car? Yeah, a Fiesta. I mean, an Escort. <laughs> I mean, um, uh, a Mayfair. Uh, yeah, the big, the Bugatti Nave. <laughs> yeah. Any more Hartlepool facts? I was, to I was disappointed there was there weren't so many ghosts and weird things in Hartlepool. No, I looked at it and then thought of... Yeah, I got a grey lady, obviously. Yeah. And a poltergeist called Jill. She was before lived... you started, but... Yeah, yeah. She was... <laughs> um, a poltergeist called George that lives at the Blacksmith's Arms. But, you know, that was... Mm. There weren't too, wasn't too much more than that, really. Disappointingly unhaunted place, Hartlepool. Yeah. It was... Was the George... Have they named it George or do they know it to be somebody... Oh no, they've caught. That's what they've called it. People oh, in the pub have called so it George. Getting the old haunted pubs AA guide to the haunted pubs of Britain. Yeah, yeah. So, it's all yeah, yeah. disappointing. <clears throat> well, we can't end like this. I know. Aren't we? 
give us give us a give us an uptick on the old uh, Hartlepool stew. Give us something to cling on to. Hang on, let's have a look. I'm looking at my list now. Hold on. I've got oh, okay. Um the, the, the Wayne Sleep. Yes. Yeah, come on. Well, like Saved you... it. Wayne Sleep, born in Plymouth, but oh. but yeah. was raised was raised in Hartlepool. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, Doesn't say yeah. West though, so it must have been, you know, pretty central. Yeah. And he still returns to the town occasionally. To train the stars of tomorrow. Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. Thank you, Wayne, for saving this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Nothing really, to add. <laughs> He's not really, has he? Um, uh, I, I'm all out of it. I've got nothing. 